1: Say you fall and like slip a disc, you cannot work. Your claim will be sent to the your works in adjusters. Okay. That's why if you see up at work, there's a panel of physicians. People probably pass by this every day at work. It's got to be posted. If you have, if you're an employer with three or more employees, you have to have a panel of physicians posted up in your in your building. Everyone should take a minute to look at their panel because you want to see if there's like. Good doctors that your employers have hired. In case you get hurt, you want to know like there's good doctors on that panel or whether it's like Dr. Nick from The Simpsons on there <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're going to be going to because you could only go to those physicians off the panel. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter
2: Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business, learn something laugh at something. (laughs) On today's episode we're discussing the hazards of working in the service industry. Working in a restaurant can be a rewarding job but it also comes with its fair share of hazards and challenges both mental and physical. Today we will discuss what those are and what you can do about it but first the intro.
3: work pay i same day if you know the of you'll stay
2: as usual I'm joined by my good friend Danny DeVilla. What's up what's up what's up people before we start if you do enjoy our show just give us a like and uh, you could always leave us a comment follow me on Instagram at the Modern Way to podcast and today we are welcoming back to the show Mr. John Demiglio What's up boys? The last time that we were together, we were in your town, yeah. Yeah, Minnesota. we saw, and uh, your show was uh, was leveling up, yeah. You were the first one to talk about moving from one restaurant to another, upgrading your skills, upgrading the restaurant that you are. And Absolutely. uh, tell me about what's happening now
1: since we last spoke. Shortly after we had that podcast, I uh, Uh, ended up leaving the restaurant business all together. Okay. So my wife and I just kind of wanted me to be around the kids a little more. So, so that's it. You know, you just pivot, level up, leveled up. I looked for another job. Uh, I ended up getting a job with this awesome company um, for a big law firm in Atlanta. Oh, cool. Dude, I got hired as a legal assistant. Okay. Um, I've been here ever since. So, I do um, workers' compensation now, workers' okay. compensation law. So mostly people get, who get injured at work. So today we're going to talk about uh, the hazards
2: that can come along with working in our service industry. And we're going to cover front of the house, back of the house. And uh, let's, so let's take a broad view of the things that would be, you know, ha- I mean, listen – you work around wet floors so you have or not just wet floors I think I could deal with a wet floor but the greasy floor that's oh, where the slips yeah. and falls and things like that
3: you slide you ice oh, skating
2: you are ice skating and you you don't you're doing that uh penguin server walk yeah. all the while carrying glass hot yeah. items uh things like that so let's take it from let's say the front the back to the front okay obviously in the kitchen you're dealing with fire, hot oils, hot water.
3: Sharp objects.
2: We, we got sharps. Uh, so then you're susceptible for, for for burns, scalds, things like that. Now coming out to what are some of the things that you see
1: from the front of the house, John? Front of the house, I mean, it's slip and falls, glass breakage. and True. cuts you know, and bruises. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing too is people think it doesn't have to be an injury per se, like a slip and fall. You know, it could be, you know, a little while back you had mentioned in one of your shows, like changing it up, right? Like training yourself to use different arms when you're carrying your tray so you're not always carrying your tray with with your left arm, you know. One of the problems that I ran into in my career was I carried my trays with my left arm for over 20 years, mm-hmm. and I developed tennis elbow, right? oh, wow. and that was a repetitive motion mm-hmm. injury. Mm-hmm. So I never thought like, oh, I can file a workers' compensation claim and take some time off and rest because... You know, my doctor kept saying, like, well, you need to rest. And I'm like, well, sure, (laughs) when I'm dead, like, I don't know what to tell you. We don't get that luxury. You would think if you didn't work, you weren't going to get paid, right? 100%. So it could be anything like that. It could be a repetitive motion injury. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, people have had boxes fall on them Mm. in the walk-in and gotten injured like that. So Uh, you wouldn't even think that, but, you know, you're reaching for those. big big bags and, you know, things can fall on you. Yeah, things are heavy,
2: things are sharp. And uh, when you mentioned the uh, the repetitive strain injuries, what comes to mind is bartenders. Bartenders, they're constantly leaning over the bar because they generally Mm -hmm. have a cooler in between them and then the bar. So whether it's they're making drinks, another repetitive motion, lifting those heavy bottles that are are off axis you're not generally not pouring from the the middle are you you're pouring from the neck so moving yep. that way shoulders shoulders mm-hmm. wrists rotator
1: cuffs oh that's 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 another one yeah because you're doing this you're carrying boxes you know Yes. We've all probably worked in some restaurants where you have sketchy stairs. you got to go up and down to get <laughs> beer that's in some weird basement. The Absolutely. stairs are dripping wet. I mean, yeah. Go get, go, or like I worked at one restaurant, you had to go up three floors to get two five-gallon buckets of ice and then bring them back down three floors. Yes. that's so so One fatty. restaurant, I actually, the guy told me to do that. And I looked at him and I went, I quit and walked out. <laughs> Dude. I can't. My cutoff was like thirty-three. I'm like, where do I need to get ice? <laughs> where's, your, where's your walk-in? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. And dude, I'm like, uh, what? Four weeks post-op. I had uh, finally had my tennis elbow surgery here. They opened me up. Oh wow. All that. I had a tendon torn and a muscle torn that I worked through for pretty much three years while I was waiting tables. So, not knowing that I could have filed a workers' comp claim and gotten paid. Okay. Mm. How long
2: is uh, was your time out of work for that uh, tennis elbow surgery?
1: Uh, when I had the surgery here, it was actually I healed pretty quick, so I was back at work 17 days post surgery.
3: Nice. Okay, that's not okay. too bad yeah. at all. Three weeks, roughly.
1: Yeah, about three weeks. A little, a little that. John, with what you do
3: now, what is the statute of limitations? for how long, like Good if you question. work in the restaurant, can you make a claim or like, how it's does all that work?
1: It's a year, Okay, uh, it's, a year. it's okay. a year from when you leave a job. Okay. So if I had, if I had uh, even if I had left my last job mm-hmm. within a year, if I filed the claim, I could have brought the claim against my former employee. And then if you're injured, if it's like an injury, injury slip and fall, say you have a year to file the claim. So, and you know what's so good about being in a in the in the restaurant business like the thing is if you file a workers comp claim and you're getting money for this, right? And you're going to have a big settlement at the end, mm-hmm. you got to understand that you are suing your employer. So okay. a settlement at the end will mean that you, you can't work there are, anymore. Exactly. exactly. Uh,
2: <laughs> so <laughs> so you mean to tell me I can't sue and then to be
1: like Hey, uh, can I get that cut? Yeah, you cut forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you. Do. So, but I mean, you know, I think that's the beautiful thing. I mean, unless you're committed, committed, committed to your job. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people in the restaurant business, you know, aren't. So mm-hmm. I think something like this is perfect for people in our industry because they're not. Not a lot of people aren't committed. Don't have long-term, ten, fifteen-year careers with a lot of their places. So, you know
2: okay so help me to understand this because it sounded like if i have a an acute I- injury at work like a an accident i have an accident yeah. at work i'm in the bear cooler you know i slip something happens i'm out of work my insurance is one thing but then if i yep. if i claim a you're saying if I claim a um,
1: a worker's comp? Yep, worker's comp. And I win? That's- well, so yeah. So while you're – if you're injured. Okay. Okay. There's a couple of things that could happen. They could uh, – if it's a – if you – Truly get hurt, okay? Let's say if it's like on cameras, you're hurt. Yes. You really are hurt. Yes. You, you say you fall and like slip a disc. You cannot work. Your claim will be sent to the your works in adjusters. Okay, That's why if you see up at work, there's a panel of physicians. People probably pass by this every day at work. It's got to be posted. If, you have, if you're an employer with three or more employees, you have to have a panel of physicians posted up in your, in your building. Everyone should take a minute to look at their panel because you want to see if there's like good doctors that your employers have hired. In case you get hurt, you want to know like there's good doctors on that panel or whether it's like Dr. Nick from The Simpsons on there. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're going to be going to because you could only go to those physicians off the panel. Okay. Mm. Oh, interesting. And then, yeah. So, so you could start going to those physicians. All right. And then also you can get start getting paid what's called TTD. And, and those are payments to you based on the prior if They take an average of your last 13 weeks of your salary. Okay. Average it out, divide it by 13, you know, that. And then you get paid 66% of what your, of what your weight, what your income is. Right. So like, you know, when you think about it, it's almost getting like getting a hundred percent of your pay because that's not taxed. So they're take say you make a thousand dollars every week, that's your average before taxes. Well, now you're going to get 66% of that, mm-hmm. which is almost like getting, you know, taxes taken out of your thousand after, after taxes, it's about 66% anyway. So, so that'll kick in. And the thing is though, it takes a while. It takes, it'll take a couple of weeks for it to kick in. Okay. And, Right. So that's the thing. Don't think you're just going to get her and then yeah, all start no. and start collecting. You know, it's because um, a lot of people think that sometimes you'll get her and they'll grant you medical, but then they'll deny your, your TDD payments. Yeah. As, exactly. So it just depends on how good your attorney is, how many, a lot of these attorneys, they know each other. They know the adjusters, you know, whether you were actually hurt or not, whether it's on video, all that stuff. I'm not an attorney, so I don't know the specifics of all that stuff yet. And none of this is legal advice. And none of this is legal advice, but just my excellence. And I'm a freaking genius, so, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so that's kind of how it works. And, and what does and, TTD? Uh, one time I worked at a restaurant, and this dude, like, tried to fight me, right? And he ran after me, and I went like this to push him away. Mm -hmm. And he clamped down and bit my finger, okay? Okay. Bit it so hard, I had to go to the emergency room. And I couldn't work, because I couldn't use my hands. And I had an attorney, this was back in Connecticut, who was like a friend of mine, and he was like, oh, let's file a worker's comp claim. And we filed a worker's comp claim against that injury. And I got a little bit of a settlement and this was, you know, this was years and years ago, but everything has a percentage rating. So everything, all your injuries are like your finger is worth a percentage, you know, and okay. that's all. OK. OK. So you, you mentioned medical and
2: TT, TTD, is it? Yeah. T T D. What does TTD stand for? Now, you know? if you get Gosh. both of
3: those and you don't do a and you don't sue, you can keep your job is what he's saying.
2: Right. So you, you basically would be suing for a settlement. Yes. Yes. If okay. you sue for
1: settlement, that's when you're gonna have to do it. But that's some when people get interest. Some people will work through it. Like they'll be getting. You could be on a. Um, you could get. It just depends on. So when you get hurt, you'll go to the doctor, mm-hmm. and then the doctor will say either you can't work, or you can do a light duty work status, or right. So some people will do a light duty work status. So like they could be at work, and originally your job was to wait tables, okay? And so now you're stuck being a hostess because they say you could do light duty work status. Exactly. Well, well, as a hostess, I'm not making as much as I made as a, as a server, so now you can get a partial payment. And so your payment would be like to supplement what you're not working okay. as a server. So there's also, you know, so there's different ways, like, when you get injured, it can, it can roll when you file a claim, and depending on how badly you're injured, mm-hmm. right? So it just depends on what that original doctor says, like, whether you're, some people, though, but, you know, it's, it's tough. Like, some people get injured really bad, and then they go to a terrible doctor off the panel who's in bed with the employer, and they only give them a light-duty work status when they really can't work. Yeah. And these people, you know, and then you can't go back to work because you're injured. So that's why you hire an attorney basically to, you know, tell them I can't go back to work. They're trying to make me go back and, you know, I'm going to lose my job. They're going to fire me because they're saying I need to go back and I can't go back. I have Mm -hmm. three slip discs. They're telling me my discs are not slipped. So so that's kind of when it gets a little tricky and you want to hire an attorney. Now, we talked a little bit about some
2: of the, the direct hazards and uh, the repetitive strain injuries, that's just one part of it. Then restaurants have things like exposure to contaminants, whether they're mm-hmm. flinging, you know, cleaning chemicals around, disinfecting chemicals. They can get oh, into your dude. eye.
1: You just like, remember that? Remember that Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah. That had a chemical spill? No, I don't. I don't know that story. Dude this like Buffalo Wild Wings had a chemical spill and someone spilled a bunch of chemicals and like, you heard about that? No. Oh, no, it was bad. I mean, yeah, there was some long-term injuries from that one. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you're talking, talk about, I mean, we have workers' comp claims that are $300,000 claims, people Mm -hmm. that get injured at work. So, you know, somebody spills a bunch of chemicals on you. And
2: when you read those um, warning labels, you see that, you know, exposure, yeah. inhalation, things like that. Uh, now, there's some other ones that probably we're going to work move away from like that direct injury uh, workers comp type of things, mm-hmm. and go into things like stress and mental stress. because the restaurant is a, not just a high paced environment. It can be a toxic environment because you have a lot of, uh, a lot of different personalities and you're dealing with your coworkers. You're dealing with ownership and management. Then you're dealing with guests who all have different expectations Mm -hmm. and different modalities, which can be very stressful. How does how do you to the best of my knowledge? I don't know any program that will allow me to go. Let's just say if I'm stressed out or it's given me, you know, emotional trauma, uh, to to go see you know see someone.
1: Mental stress. Yeah. We we shift
2: drinks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there, there you go. That, that's the only thing I know. That's the only thing. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, do, like, <clears throat> to be honest, I mean, you know, medical health is probably one of the biggest gaps in our medical, you know, in our like industry. History, industry, you know, of yeah. the country. So, you know, before I got, you know, this nine to five, I was using the Obamacare, and I think Obamacare is great. It It, it always covered my mental health. Um, so people who are in the restaurant business can, can find those plans on that and reach out to that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, I used to do a lot of four, seven, eight breathing during my shifts. Oh, what, what is the four, seven, eight breathing? Oh, you just breathe in four, hold seven, breathe out eight, and it'll lower your heart rate. And that's gotten me through a lot of stressful shifts. Oh, that's that I'm about
2: to kill somebody breathing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> are you talking as far as whether workers' comp covers mental health stuff?
2: No, just moving no. away from uh, workers' comp. Yeah. If you had any like uh, ideas of how really. you
1: used to deal with that, well, for me, I, I, it's uh, working out. I was just about to say, for me, it's working out. You yeah. know, it's just moving and 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 really just time management. You got to find time. I would always just find time to have downtime and get out there and be able to still surf and do fun stuff with your whatevers. I mean, a lot of people just, like I've heard, I think on one of your last podcasts, they were working 36 days straight, you know, and Mm -hmm. and we do that in the restaurant business, you know, but you got to really take your time, take your days off and, and or plan around whether it be, you know, the greatest thing about this industry to take a week off whenever you want and take those weeks Mm -hmm. off, you know, and, and really, find your downtime because otherwise yeah i mean you get
3: all burnt out absolutely
1: you get burnt out i mean dude i could do those 13 days in a row and brag about it and great but by the 12th day it's just affecting your tables there's there's no way you're not going up to that table and like they ask i hate you, you. For- <laughs> Yeah, it there's becomes- no way even if you're marlin you walk up to that table on the 12th day and they ask you for tea you and, uh, so
3: now.
1: <laughs> too soon too soon
3: <laughs>
1: my threshold
2: really is five days uh, and I could feel it on that fifth day I set up my schedule for uh, a certain way but I'm just not the person to do doubles or consecutive days I need that rest just so that I can be more mentally refreshed and bring that that baseline of of inertia down yeah. it's it can be tough I mean also we we deal with uh, a, f- for a certain level of verbal abuse you know there's uh, not much physical abuse but that the physical abuse is the, the abuse that we put on our bodies as far as you know being on our feet the whole time we're on our feet not a lot of food if you're mm-hmm. eating you're gonna be eating standing up if you're going to be taking a break, you just went into the walk-in and just sat there and you just cooled off for a minute or two. Yeah. Just like, yeah, that was your break. That was your break, and then you right back down because you ideally you can take a break, but you're not making any money and yeah. you're not home, so why bother? You just say, hey, let me just keep it moving. And so I find that for me, physical fitness is one of those ways for me to to move past. Uh, a lot of those limitations, whether it's uh, the physical abuse or the mental stress, it just. What do you What do you do in the moment, Danny? Like when when things are are kind hectic. Yeah, when things get when, rough.
3: When things get rough, like you said, I'll, I'll walk into the walk-in and just like just take it in for a second. Maybe mm-hmm. scream. You know, yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, or whatever needs to be done, you know, I mean, I've walked outside before and just kind of just walked away from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you to do like make, walk or lap around the building. Yeah. Like outside just to digest, you know, whatever's going on in your mind or whatever you're dealing with at the moment.
2: Uh, we had Phil on one of our um, uh, our holiday food drafts. He used to bring a, a separate shirt and keep it in the freezer. Mm and then like that was almost like his superman change he'll come in and then he'll he'll take off his old shirt put on a new chilled shirt and and that was that was his uh way of prepping That's for genius. it. you know so the another thing that i we were just in nashville yeah and i could not a lot of the bartenders there—they work a lot around loud and loud music. Mm-hmm. So they wore the foam earpieces huh. in. Yeah. So that's the way that they had to deal with the noise pollution as a hazard to the job that we do. In had you ever worked in a in a in a club that was was pretty noisy because. When I do, when I worked in places like that, I could hear the, at night. You hear the ringing? The
1: ringing? Yeah. 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 Oh, Oh, I have. I I worked many days. I used to work, I don't know if we have any of our New Haven listeners, but I used to work for a radio station. I was a sales rep for a radio station. So I I was in clubs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I had club nights where I was, you know. What haven't you done? (laughs) <laughs> boobs and kissing babies—you know what all that stuff. All the above. I think my ears are still ringing from those nights. <laughs> uh, they
2: probably are, because I, I swear when when it's dead silence, I I hear I hear that.
1: Yeah. I never wore the head for, the earmuffs though, but I want to wear them now, mostly when I listen to my kids. <laughs> well, that's a different
2: job hazard, my friend. That's not. Uh, <laughs> there's no matter workman's comp that's gonna bail you out of that one. I know.
3: We did it to ourselves. For
2: real. There's also uh, not so much anymore because a lot of places have gone away from indoor smoking. But those of you that work in a casino, dealing with secondhand smoke, is is really a challenge because when I when I was coming into restaurants, we had a smoking section and a non-smoking section, and it didn't really matter because there was no it wasn't encased in glass yeah. it was just like uh right here this arbitrary uh uh line
1: in, yeah those were the good old days when the diners had smoking sections in the back yeah. yes now yes. is that a
3: viable claim
1: yeah i mean dude i i knew um my bartender back at uh, 500 Blake Street back in the day he 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 got cancer from he was a bartender oh. he never smoked a day in his life but he sat he bartended for years like us where people were just blowing smoke right at him i mean you're people are facing you blowing smoke yeah. at you you mm-hmm. know so i mean that's a viable claim big
2: time so let's uh, let's close out the show by giving our best suggestions for combating the the hazards that we outlined earlier whether it's uh the repetitive motion i mean that's hard to get away from when you're a bartender is yeah. is are there any exercises that you know of that
1: that really alleviate or or mitigate that that i think you just have to always be switching it up i mean you got to be training yourself to use different arms if, if you're going to be long hauling it like us in this business, you really gotta. I mean, it's really easy to use that left hand every yeah, time.
2: True,
1: but you. Ju- it's just as easy to tr- keep working at it and training yourself to use it. And it doesn't have to be. You're doing it every day, all day, like with the right arm. If you're using your left, you know. But like every now and then, you gotta. You gotta switch it up, you know. Just like if you're going to the gym, you want to build a, your weak side of your body a little more than your other side. So, and it's and it's all brain stuff. And like, once you train your brain to use that other side, you'll eventually pick it up, and it'll be like natural to you. True. You know, if you're carrying a tray like this every day with this, you're putting wear and tear on your shoulder, mm-hmm. your elbow, and you know just just train at home train like this every now and then you know train like this every now and then so it really does make a big difference it grows your muscles better it grows that part of your brain better you're forming new brain cells you're forming new muscles it just help you helps you all around and it does help
2: balance you out because before I learned to switch I I do it when I notice that I'm uh, a little lopsided and crooked I'll switch to my, and you don't have to carry every single tray with your opposite hand. You carry the light ones. You carry the, yeah. you know, Gee the ones bones. with two beers, yep. and then you look worse than carrying it. I think the the toughest part to learn to do that is actually the dismount. The dismount is, to me is harder than the actual carrying. Yeah. That's where your balance is required not to spill the rest of your tray onto the people who are Mm -hmm. are near you. Yeah,
1: so you just like, you got to work at it. Like, do it when it's slow. Do it when you have a single person at the table. Do it Mm -hmm. when your friends are at the table so you know you can look awkward in front of your friends when your friends are, you know, ask, tell your, bring it up to your managers. Ask to have like a training night where you guys practice before a shift and we're using your other arms. Yes. You know, stuff like that. You know it's only gonna make everybody better and happier and more fun and it's something to do it's it's, you know I agree and
2: uh, maybe maybe you're not a big gym person but I think staying active Mm -hmm. is is important because it is a physical job and it does require balance it does require some grace so do whatever it is that gets you into that mood whether you do yoga or you stretch or you work out or you you, know, you surf, um, skateboard, all of that. You really, you really have to supplement that activity with some mobility exercises and have some strength because you mentioned uh, carrying a tray, but to carry the tray on your palm, it's pretty stressful on the forearm and the elbow mm-hmm. and the rest of your body. It's a little bit more difficult to carry with your fingertips, but your wrists remain in a neutral position where it alleviates that pressure that you would get in the heel of your palm and the stress in your forearms when you're like this, but not everybody has that strength. It's, it's, it's easier after you you've trained that you could do, you know, push up holds on your fingertips and things like that. But once you get to do any amount of that, it's really hard to go back and it's easier than it looks because the pressure gets spread out amongst your hand. And I don't, I noticed when you, you made your, uh, your, your motion of carrying the tray, you used a palm. Have you ever I tried used, the fingertips? Oh, I, yeah, I used to love
1: fingertip in it Okay, because it just looks so classy when you're doing that with the fingertips. And I didn't do, I don't understand how people do it. With, glasses trays like I've seen servers do it like this with fingertips with just drink trays Mm -hmm. those guys amaze me that I think is a talent but yeah when you do the big tray with your fingertips it does it feels better it's not that hard it just takes practice and it does alleviate all that and it looks amazing you know and we've talked before you know about the show I mean we're this is a show we're doing we're on stage every night so you know when you're walking around with that using your fingertips you feel great you know it looks great you feel great people see it and your tables see it and you know and you talk about leveling up, I mean that's one way to level up right there. Without a
2: doubt. Now, the taking the rest is you know that's a little challenging you know, to rest in the middle of your shift. like you really have to power through. But sometimes, especially on a double, and I don't have that much time in between, I know if I could just sit and stop moving for 10 minutes. I could get a lot out of that ten minutes. Just put put your feet up on another chair and just kind of decompress. It really it really does help. Do you what do you do? Do do you like go to your
1: car or what? What was your in between routine? What was your go to? Yeah, what was your go -to. to? I used to love getting my folds done for the night cuz I don't know if you remember before before covid hit and like kind of around there I was doing three doubles a week so I had a sweet shift I would do a double take a day off take do a double take a day off mm. double right like that so I was getting my like 36 hours in and then I would you know if I did Monday was a Monday was a Friday doubles then I would pick up a Saturday if I wanted and that was a that's a stellar week right? I remember like, that uh, I remember you telling me yeah. yeah dude so I used to do, but I'm like, even here at my job here, it's hard for me to take breaks because I'm like, like I get an hour long lunch break. And I don't even barely take it. You know, I try mm-hmm. to take like just five minute mental breaks here and there. But like, cause I feel like if I stop, I don't want to start again. True. But what I, so what I would do though on my break is I would do all my folds and all my, like any side work I could do mm-hmm. bef- for my night shift. If I could do that in between after the. After the lunch shift, that's what that's what my break would be. Sitting down, doing my fifty folds in between, making my phone calls. You know, kind of if you can't eat, but at least you're sitting down and resting. Absolutely, True. yeah. Just
3: not doing something is is huge,
1: right?
2: Without a doubt. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let you go on this one. What's uh, what's your advice to so- anyone that is feeling either physically? destroyed from the job or mentally or what's your advice to anybody that's
1: well I'll tell you one thing like I was really surprised about like I really miss one of the best things I miss about serving is that you're on your feet and on mm-hmm. your feet all day right like so taking 20,000 steps a day I miss that walking around because now I'm at a desk and I, you know, I have a, I try to work standing up most of the day, but you do find yourself sitting down Mm. and, um, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I find myself stiffening up at this age and Mm. I miss being on my feet every day. So I really feel like I was in better shape when I was doing those 25,000 steps a day. So I think if, yeah, I mean, so honestly, I think if you're finding yourself like worn out, from 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 that you know I, I i think it's just maybe stretching is a big part of it it's got to be the worst thing you hate everyone hates stretching but it, it's amazing for you mm-hmm. um walking is probably one of the best things you could do so um doing some walking outside in the sunshine will do wonders for your mental health and for your body um, I really think that in this profession it can actually keep you young just being on your feet all the time and moving around because mm-hmm. it's probably one of the best things you could do is movement you know so just kind of I think you know going back to staying mentally healthy and, um, and 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 active on the weekends is probably the best thing you could do All right man thank you so much for
2: joining us again We'll get you on for your for your third. But Repeat? Yeah, for the three-peat, but... Right. We're, then we're, I'm going, going
1: for a five-time jacket.
3: We'll get him a Letterman's.
2: <laughs> no doubt. If, uh, if we've missed anything that you've, you've experienced in this uh, in this work hazard or tell your story, uh, reach out to me in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the audio podcast, you could email me. I'm waiter at gmail.com. Or follow me on Instagram at The Modern Waiter Podcast. We do this for you each and every week. I'm Marlon Joseph, The Modern Waiter. I'm Danny Villa. Subscribe, 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 people. We will see you next week. Later. Later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's, that's a listener right there. <laughs> Job the <done>. He's back. <laughs>